Want more access to exclusive prizes? Become a VIP at hit.com.au. I want to talk real quickly uh, about hoarding or collecting. It depends on how much you collect, I guess. Hoarders seem to collect everything. I am a hoarder. Collectors collect something specific. Well, I have realised that I'm a hoarder stroke collector of mobile phones. I can see a photo. I I threw it up on my Instagram, actually, Insta underscore ham QLT, of uh, the four phones that I found in a box. They're all old Nokias. Now, add to that the fact that I still have every iPhone that I've ever owned sitting in a drawer of my desk. Uh, And I'm pretty sure I went through a bit of a Samsung phase as well. So I'd have the Samsung phone sitting somewhere uh, in another box. Not to mention all the charges and other accessories that you need. Why have I kept them? I have no idea. Maybe I think once the zombie apocalypse happens, they will be the only phones that work. I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know. I just am a hoarder. Okay, collector. All right, whatever you want to call it. Uh, of things, 13, 12, 16. Just quickly, before I finish the show up for today. 13, 12, 16. Is there anybody else that either has a box full of mobile phones somewhere or is just a collector of items? I want to know what you've got a whole bunch of, whether uh, intentionally as in a collector or in a hoarding type environment like myself. Give me a call, 13, 12, 16. What have you got multiples of? Pauline's on the line. What are you a collector of? Um, well, many things over many years, but my latest thing is owls. Um, live ones or just statues? Mm. Oh, no, that'd be really cool if I could have a live one, but mm. just ornament ones. <laughs> and why, why owls? I don't know. I just find something that I like and then I just run with it. You know, it's been farm animals or it's um, dragonflies or, you know, it's so I've just got... About over 300 owls at the moment. And then what? when you have a falling out with the owls and move on to something else, do you get rid of the owls or do they sit in a box somewhere? No, I just keep them. They'll be, still be out. I used to collect Garfields when I was a lot younger and, yeah, yep. no, I've still got all them and, you know, teacups and teapots, you name it. I, a friend of mine came to my house and she looked in my um, bedroom and she said I need to go to Owls Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Did you then go, who, just as a joke? <laughs> no, I didn't think of that one. No, okay. Uh, it's not too late. Give her a call. Uh, so <laughs> would you consider yourself a collector or a hoarder? I'd be um, probably on the borderline of hoarding because <laughs> <laughs> I've kept a lot of the kids' stuff as well. Yeah, right. And yeah. I'm running out of room fast. Yes, I am the same. So I'm with you. We'll call ourselves borderline. Yep. Definitely. All right. Well, Pauline, thank you very much for the call. We'll move across now uh, to Tammy on 13, 12, 16. Tammy, what are you a collector of? Everything. Uh, so not a collector, more a hoarder. Um, no, I like to put it as I'd like to collect things. Okay. So, yes, I have that box of old mobile phones, chargers, instructions and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have old Telstra um, modems. <laughs> um, big collector of cards. So I've got cards dating back to when I was probably about 12. Um, As in birthday can... cards, Christmas cards? Yes, yeah. yes, keep them all. So, um, yeah, wow. yeah, do collect a few things. Yeah, but t- I'm getting better. 
Yeah. Can I just say, you have also described uh, three items that I have sitting in my shed. Uh, so I think we are peas in the same pod. Oh, well, it's, look, Hamish, I've enjoyed listening to you all the years that I have, ever since I've moved to Toowoomba. Yes. Um, my husband's a little jealous of you because I listen to you probably more than I listen to him, <laughs> he might say. Um, so <laughs> I hope our, our next radio person is just as good. Oh, well, I, by the sounds of I don't actually know who the new people are going to be, but I know that it's two people. Uh, and, uh, yes, I'm sure they'll do a fine job. You will be missed, Hamish. Oh, well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you have a wonderful day. And you. Enjoy. I love a good loophole. Any, any kind of loophole where you can get out of doing something or you can get a little bit of extra cash for something, as far as I'm concerned, that is a win. Well, I found a loophole when it comes to furniture from Ikea, and I did not know this. You may have known this, but I was surprised when I read this this morning. Uh, it's something that... Uh, a Perth mum has only just found out as well, but she bought some Ikea furniture, a dining suite, so a uh, table and some chairs, nine years ago, and she thought, you know what, it's time to update. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sell that furniture off on Gumtree for 250 bucks. 250 bucks for a uh, a dining table and I think it was six chairs, something like that. That's pretty cheap, pretty awesome. She could not get a buyer. And then she stumbled across a little scheme that IKEA does. I did not realise IKEA does this. Perfect loophole. It's a buyback scheme, which allows shoppers to return their old items in exchange for store credit. So she took her dining suite back to IKEA nine years after she bought it, said, Oi, take this, I'll swap it for store credit, and I'll go and buy some more stuff. That is pretty awesome. That is a loophole. That is magnificent. Only problem is, there are a list of things that they won't take back. Baby products, that makes sense. Uh, Non-IKEA products. So you can't buy something from another store and then when you think of it, just take it back to IKEA and go, here we go, can I swap it for a store? Here's an old car I bought uh, from a second-hand dealer 10 years ago. It's my old, old Barina. Can I swap that for some furniture, please? Not going to happen. Uh, electrical appliances is what makes sense. Home furnishing accessories. So I guess, you know, your pillows and all that kind of stuff. Uh, wardrobes and accessories. I don't understand why, but they won't take them back. Outdoor furniture, that makes sense. Mattresses and blankets also make sense, and they won't take back an IKEA kitchen. So if you rip an IKEA kitchen out of a place that you are doing up or something like that, you can not take it back to them and go, can I swap it for a new kitchen, please? But I did not know they have a uh, buyback scheme. Now I know that I've got some furniture uh, that I've bought at Ikea that I'm not necessarily that happy with. Might take it back and exchange it. Loophole. Love a good loophole. Peak to Park is coming up once again, March the 1st this year. It's a Sunday morning and... It's a 10 or a 4K fun run, but to find out a little bit more about it, let's have a chat to the president of the Peak to Park Committee, Troy Morgan. How are you? I'm well, Hamish. Thanks for having me and, and thanks for letting everyone know a little bit more about Peak to Park. Well, let's talk Peak to Park. Now, uh, I have done Peak to Park a couple of times before. I've gone with the 10K 
and I've done it very, very slowly. But it, it's not about that, is it? It's not about speed. I mean, it is for some, but it's just about having some fun. It's definitely about having some fun and um, just providing the Toowoomba community with an opportunity to get together. And it's all about movement, not so much about times. There are those serious ones that, that do like to, to check their times, but uh, it was started 14 years ago and it was just all about giving the Toowoomba community an opportunity to move. That was the whole reason behind starting Peak to Park. What kind of numbers uh, have you been chalking up over the last couple of years? Um, with volunteers, we always hit around that 4,000 mark um, and, we're, and we always include the volunteers in our numbers because they're such an important part of the event. We have uh, the SES guys come out, um, the, there's police volunteers, there's the charitable uh, beneficiaries bring their teams along. It's, it just is a true, true community event. Um, so yeah, there's over 4,000 people involved in the morning. All right, let's talk about uh, the run itself. There are two options. Yes, there's the 4K and the 10K. What's been great about this event, because it has been going for 14 years, you've, you've got children that started in prams, like my own daughter, um, doing the 4K with mum, who are now running the 10K. So that that was the whole reason behind why we started the, the event, is around that connection with community, but also connection with family. And, and those that have graduated from the 4 to 10, we've got so many great stories around that. But once again, it doesn't matter what time, as long as you get through. Is it okay to sort of graduate in reverse? I started with the 10. Can I go back to the 4? <laughs> you can, Hamish. You're, you're totally guilt-free to be able to do that. There's, <laughs> there's no judgment with Peter Park. Lovely. Just as long as people are participating. Okay. And you don't have to run it either. You can walk it too, yeah? Yeah, lots of walkers out there. And um, there's people dressed up in their, their animal suits, etc. Those guys there every year, there's, there's people dress up for it. There's teams, there's school teams, there's corporate teams. It's not too late to register. How do we go about doing that? Uh, registering you can do online at peakedpark.org.au or come on into Willow's Health and Lifestyle Centre in 5557 Kitchener Street and we've got all the bibs and everything here to register. You can register right up to the start of the event but we do encourage people to pre-register so you don't have to line up in the morning and, and we can get everything away on time but you can register right up to to start time. Yeah and remember when you're talking about you know three or four thousand people all trying to re- register at once on the morning it's best to do it online it's beforehand. best to do it online yep. beforehand and it, it makes less stress for our volunteers <laughs> as well if you, if you do do that. And our beneficiary charities this year are Toowoomba West Special School, Eva's Place Pregnancy and Early Parenting Support, and the Endometriosis Association of Queensland. Oh, well, wow. I think we've raised over half a million dollars for local charity, the, the community of Toowoomba, through participating in this event. So absolute credit to the community for how supportive they have yeah, been. That is absolutely awesome. All right, Troy, President of the Peak to Park Committee, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks so much, Amy. You're remembering back to your schooling days, or maybe you're still in your schooling days. What is the punishment at your school? Or was the punishment at your school for tardiness? If you were late to class, what did you have to do? I think the worst at my school was that we either had to make up time afterwards after class. Uh, So if the class was just before lunch break, we would stay in a couple of minutes into our lunch break and make up the time. Or the worst thing was because we didn't have set seats, everybody wanted the seats up the back. And if you were late, you had a seat down the front and that way the teacher could see that you had no idea uh, what they were teaching. You uh, you had to try and concentrate on what was going on when clearly you didn't want to. Well, there's a kid in the States, a former student 
who needed hospital treatment apparently because he was late for his class, but his teacher went, no, you're not going to stay in after school. You're not going to stay in in your lunch break. You're not even going to sit up the front. What you are going to do before we start the class, the rest of class of class is going to watch on as you do 200 push-ups. So before class started for this poor fella, he had to pump out 200 push-ups. 200 push-ups is insane. An insane amount of push-ups. Anyway, he ended up in hospital. Now, uh, he had muscle and kidney issues. I can understand the muscle issues. I can't understand the kidney issues. If you are having kidney problems from doing push-ups, you're not doing push-ups correctly. But it's all gone to the court. And now the school has been sued and the student has been rightfully awarded $180,000. I don't know what the math on that is per push-up, but $180,000 for doing 200 push-ups. That is insane. That's one way of getting paid to do push-ups. And it makes me worry because I run a little Taekwondo club, and if anybody's late for the Taekwondo club, they get push-ups. I'm not paying them to do the push-ups. I'm sorry. And I'm sure there's a lot of other clubs and institutions that are the same. And even PTs are going, ooh, the old birthday burpee, huh? Or the birthday push-up. Prob's going to cancel those from now on. Download the hit app. This is the show. Want more access to exclusive prizes? Become a VIP at hit.com.au.